0: Life Audio. Welcome to The Walk, a devotionals podcast for worshipers. Artist and songwriter Nathan Sheridan is our guest, and he shares his powerful testimony about finding his calling to write songs while leading worship in the Army. Here we go.
1: Great to be here. Um, You know, really what's kind of just on my heart, uh, I I always tend to really start with my testimony. You know, I was not a uh, kid that really had a great start in life. I, you know, was born to parents that really weren't ready to be parents, and they had a lot of uh issues with drug addiction, alcohol addiction, different things like that. So, you know, early on my grandparents uh had to take me and my sister in. I mean, my mom, she called my grandparents in the middle of the night, said, "Hey, come get the kids right now. Can't raise them anymore." And, you know, they did. So, they drove to Pensacola, Florida and picked up me and my sister and Man, I mean, after that night, I I didn't know it at the time, but I wouldn't see my mom again for close to 10 years.
0: We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more from Nathan. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth.
2: Thanks, John. You heard it, folks.
0: Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410.
2: Advertisement sponsored by Legal
0: Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: So it was one of those things where... I never really saw a big purpose in my life. I never really saw a lot of great things ahead for me. And even at four or five years old, I think I saw some of that, you know, that doubt, uh, had those insecurities. Uh, My sister, Sarah, was really the only friend I had known in life. She was really the only uh, kind of rock I had at that time. And uh, she ended up getting sick uh, with cancer, brain cancer. And so when she passed away uh, from that, it was, you know, just another really big hit. You know, uh, born to parents who were, you know, addicted to drugs, then abandoned by those parents. And then my sister, who was innocent in the whole thing, I mean, never had done, never got a chance to do anything wrong in life, uh, was taken. And you can probably kind of see how that set me up for a future of kind of just self-doubt. Uh, feeling abandoned, feeling insecure, and not knowing really what my future held. And I have experienced that throughout my whole life of really just not knowing who God made me to be and not knowing why I'm here. Uh, it was just a huge you know, struggle for me to figure out what is my purpose because it's like People can identify with this, but it's like when you look into the mirror, you know, you see all these people that move around day to day, and it's hard for you to wrap your mind around that every single one of those people has a purpose. Every single one of those people is a creation of God in His image. Uh, they're meant to be here. God knew them before they were in the womb. It's, and it's hard to, like, fathom that, you know, but you look in the mirror at yourself, and you're like, wow, I'm really here. Like, this is really me. I'm really in this body right now and there is a purpose for me too and you're like but surely you know there's something out there for me but you can't figure it out and that was me man like and it's still me in a way like I'm figuring out what the next thing god has for me so i never never saw myself doing christian music never saw myself doing music i didn't grow up musical in that way uh i wasn't the kid that at two years old, was playing the piano or playing guitar. Like it just wasn't me, right? But praise God, you know I had um, praying grandparents. You know my grandmother, who was my rock uh, and, and savior, and my grandfather too, uh, both believers. Um, they went through all that uh, experience with me. They went through the uh, experiences with my parents because they were the ones we had to fall back on to raise us. They went through the sickness with my sister. And, uh, you know, praise God for them. You know, they showed me Christ at an early age. I was in, you know, church. Every single time the doors were open, it was like non-negotiable, you know, Wednesday night, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. It was just the way it was. And I was one of those people who (laughs) thought, you know, well, my grandparents are Christian, so I'm a Christian. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're kind of born into it, right? But I'll never forget, like, the first time I encountered any kind of Christian art in that way. Like, yes, we sang hymns, but I didn't see hymns as like an art form. I I know of them as art forms now. um, And I always turn back to the hymns now. But back then it was just like going through the motions, you know, first stanza, second stanza. This was the first time I'd ever really encountered contemporary art. And I remember going to a play, it was called Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. And uh, we, uh, you know, went to this play and it was kind of put on by the local church and it was just incredible seeing like the gospel played out before me literally uh you know in a, in a way that I could understand because I've always been such a visual person uh like having the visual and the the sound together you know and like the music and uh you know the just the different uh you know, scenes and the different characters and things like that showing me that, hey, after I leave this world, like there's an eternity that awaits me. And man, it was just so impactful for me seeing that. And I it, and I was such a shy kid, you can imagine, because of all my trauma, because of all my experiences. And it took everything in me, but I was able to like get up and walk the aisle and accept Christ as Savior. So it was just an amazing thing that I, looking back is so unlikely. You know, you wouldn't think of the kid that had those experiences as coming to the Lord at 14 years old. I think that's really just a miracle in itself. And still after that though, it wasn't like everything just went away. I still experienced a lot of those doubts and stuff, but I, and I never still at, at that point didn't see myself in music. Luckily my, uh, sister to Neil I had an older sister to Neil and she uh ended up buying me a guitar 16 years old and this was just kind of a fluke really because she was asking me over and over and over like what do you want for your birthday what do you want for your birthday and I said just get me a guitar and so she did and I started playing it and I loved it had the hell leonard uh, volume one you know ode to joy and mary had a little lamb things like that So I was learning tablature and just learning how to read sheet music and things like that. And picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down. (laughs) And before I knew it, like, there was just so many people around me encouraging me to sing and and play in my church and my friends and family.
0: When we come back, Nathan explains how God revealed the calling on his life. But first, have you ever been to the Holy Land Have you ever wanted to worship where Jesus walked? Worship is declaring the worthiness of God and his deeds when we meet him in spirit and in truth. And we are inviting you to worship through Israel. Isaiah prophesied that no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Every Christian, after meeting the people and touring the land of our Savior, will never be the same. We're offering you a chance to worship through the land with praise concerts, worship-filled devotional moments, prayer, and teaching. We're about to announce our first lineup of special guests that will lead us on this journey. So head over to worshipthroughisrael.com to get on the list and reserve your spot. That's worshipthroughisrael.com. Okay, back to Nathan Sheridan to close us out.
1: But you know, it was one of those things where because of all that had happened to me and not really knowing that I was good enough to do something like that. You know, I once high school rolled around like senior year, I was at a <laughs> I was at a point where like I've got to do something with my life. Like I know I did I don't know God's purpose for my life and I know that, you know, music's cool and all, uh, I know people are telling me, hey, you can do this, but I need to actually get something concrete going in my life that I can do. I need to figure out a plan for my future. And I did. And it was, it was a great experience, and I ended up joining the uh, you know, the Army. I joined the Army National Guard uh, right out of high school. My grandparents let me sign up and sign the dotted line for me, really. And I signed over there, and believe it or not, it was in the military. I, I chose a random job, like I just chose signal communications. I was a, uh, I was a signal communications expert, and that's <laughs> that was the name of the ch- the title. I wasn't sure I was so much of an expert, but I-, I got into that. But it was still like, wow, what am I even doing here? I- it was just a, such a real feeling. Kind of being thrown into the military as soon as I got out of my advanced training, I immediately got deployed, and this was right around the time I'd um, you know met my now wife. Uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, but you know we were kindling that relationship. I kind of wanted to go to college. so I was overseas in Kuwait, and I was like, "Man, what am I doing here? <laughs> and finally, I saw this kind of opportunity. And looking back, it was probably the core opportunity for me that led me to where I am now. I was able to start leading worship on base at in Camp Erevshan, Kuwait, at this really rundown tent that they had, and we spruced it up, got it going. I got some chaplains together, and we started a worship team. And I started leading worship for soldiers and along with other uh, people on the team and the chaplains. And it was just an amazing thing seeing these soldiers come to Christ and, you know, and just worshiping the Lord, you know, in this kind of situation that really wasn't ideal. I mean, on a good day, it was 110 degrees and on a bad day it was 125 so I mean it was one of those things where (laughs) what's good about this place (laughs) there's really nothing good about this place yet we found joy uh in the midst of that and it was just an amazing thing and so I received just so much encouragement from fellow soldiers and friends overseas that I'm like this is what I need to do this is what I need to do and I came home and immediately started uh, getting into the studio with a friend of mine he got me into the studio he uh started helping me write songs uh, my best friend Luke still to this day getting me you know just getting me prepped for my future so to speak at this point I never had anything like that i would never been into a studio so I think I was around 20 years old I started writing my first songs and getting into the studio and things like that singing uh, and singing in a studio is a lot different than singing live so it was a very surreal experience again for me so I was like finally at a place where I felt like wow the Lord has just he has been calling me to this this whole time he has been really just everything in my life has led up to this and I've just been ignoring it and ignoring it but the Lord just never gave up on me so you know if if the Lord is calling you to something if he has started something in your life I mean I didn't see it back then but he was starting something in my life he was making me aware of this testimony that I had making me aware of the talents that I had, even though I was ignoring it, right? I was just a kid, you know, but he was always putting things in my path to remind me that there was a purpose for my life and that there was a grand scheme, so to speak. And I always say that my whole my whole life, my whole career has purely been off the favor of God and purely been off just divine appointment. And that may be an over-spiritualization for some people, but I really don't think so, because if you really take a hard look at where you're at in life, you can really see where God's at. You can really see what he's in and what he's not in. And for me, looking back, he was in. He was in me ministering. He was in me sharing my testimony. He was in writing songs. He was in playing for those soldiers, worshiping with those soldiers. Like that's where he was at the whole time. He was always providing those opportunities along the way. And even when life is not going the way you expect it, like for me, even though I was experiencing that trauma with my parents, even though I was losing, you you know, even though I felt abandoned, even though I lost my sister, even though I was you know deployed when i didn't expect to be deployed overseas he still made a way to fulfill his purpose and that is just so true and i think i have it right here it's romans 828 we know that in everything god works for good with those who love him who are called according to his purpose 29 says for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren and you are, you have such a grand purpose in this life. If you're a worship leader, if you're a songwriter, or if you're at a church somewhere, whatever it is, I don't know who's listening, but whatever it is that you're doing, okay, if the Lord is in it, and you're struggling right now, you know, you're like, but I thought the Lord was in this. I thought this is what he had for me, and I still struggle to this day. I struggle to, I get writer's block. I struggle with, you know, uh, touring. I struggle with the studio. I struggle with my career. I struggle with my family. I struggle in all these things that I, and I'm looking, I'm like, man, I thought the Lord was in this. He's in this, right? And it's like, you you start to second guess things. You start to wonder if it's going to come to fruition. If you, you start to wonder, like, was this really the Lord? But he always brings it through to completion. He always brings in the harvest when we start to realize that hey, the Lord is the one who actually started this. So he's got to be the one that finishes it. I know for a lot of people that that is hard to really it's hard to cope with the fact that we're not in control all the time. But I can promise you this, whatever it is you're doing for the Lord, even when it doesn't seem like the Lord is in it, <laughs> trust me, he's there and he's going to be the one that's going to bring it through. Uh, He's the one that's going to bring in the harvest, not you. So whatever it is, just know that. So let me pray over you guys. Lord, just thank you for these people uh, listening. Thank you for, thank you for your purpose, Lord. Thank you for, uh, thank you for a better story, for a better destiny. You know, through Christ, we have a new identity. We have a new story. We are a new creation. And I just thank you for always being in the details. I thank you for finishing what you started and i know you're going to do that for whoever's listening lord Uh, i just love you uh, and i just pray that you just reach through and, and and you touch the hearts of those listening that they will know that you are lord and that you are the one who started this in their life and that you are the one who's going to fulfill uh fulfill that purpose and we just love you lord and we thank you in jesus name i pray amen
0: Nathan for sharing your testimony. I actually would have loved to have attended a worship night on an army base. I just think that would be really cool. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, Nathan Sheridan is an artist and we're going to play out this episode with one of his songs called something worth singing about as always special. Thanks to Matt McCarty for producing and Lucas McCarty for editing today's episode. Jacob Fairclough produced our theme song. The walk is brought to you by worship leader. I also want to thank the team at life audio for their partnership If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts. They've got shows about prayer, parenting, relationships, and more, so check them out at lifeaudio.com. I'm Joshua Swanson. Here's something worth singing about.